Okay, so this was a really, really big win for the Jazz in a lot of ways. I know we're early in the season. Uh, like you, you might be saying that it can't matter that much. Um, after this game, this team is below 500. It's not like they're a finals contender, at least right now. They could go off on a run. Um, it's not towards the end of the season. Like this game isn't actually like a lot of weight when you come down to things, but for a lot of reasons that a lot of people don't really consider or, or don't like that affect things maybe indirectly. I think this was a huge win for starters. The trailblazers are an excellent team, uh, not a finals contender, but an excellent team, even though the record isn't great. They like, if you look at their roster, they have a lot of different guys who can go off on any given night. Um, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum. We saw Simons go off tonight. Uh, Nurkic had a great game tonight, and he he can put up 20 points, 10 rebounds most games. Uh, Covington, he's one of those guys who can come in and, and go off. Um, maybe maybe I'm a little bit high on Dennis Smith Jr., but I think he can come in and, and make, some, make a difference some game. So you won't see that every game, but... Uh, they just have a lot of players that can make can make a difference, and on any given night they can go off, which makes it this is a tough team to defend. Um, and the Jazz did an excellent job defending them. Um, granted, their defense isn't great, but they're an NBA defense, meaning it's a, they're still one of the best defensive teams in the world. Uh, and they're not the worst in the NBA either, so they're definitely. Um, I'd probably say they're a top 20 defense in the world, um, assuming that the 30 teams in the NBA are the best in the world. Um, another reason this was a huge win. So so first off, the Jazz, they've gotten off to a slower start than we'd like. They're 14-7 and seven after this game, which is fine. Uh, third in the West, great. Um, I expected more from them at the start. It's not like this was a bad start. It was just a little bit worse than I expected. I was hoping for... 16 and 5 or something around those lines by by this point in the season. So this is a game that it's a tougher team. It's an easy one to lose, but it's a team that you can, you should win against and they pull out the win. Um, And the Jazz need to be consistent with wins. They lost some that they should have won. Uh, Just things didn't work their way. Um, So there's that side of things why it's an important win. Another reason this was an important win and before I jump, jump over to the individual player performance, which a lot of players did a lot of what I wanted to see them to do tonight, which is great. Uh, I, I think there was a some great ball movement, but we'll jump into that whole thing. But I always like to start with the team stats and things that I've been I've been really worried about with the Jazz. Not worried enough that I don't think they they have the potential to make it to the NBA Finals this year, but worried that, um, like. It's once come playoff time, people will be able to expose these weaknesses, and I need them to fit. Oh, Utah Jazz fans, not me. Utah Jazz fans and the Utah Jazz need to figure this out, or Utah Jazz fans want their team to figure it out, and the Utah Jazz need to figure it out. Sorry, that's super confusing, but you know what I mean. Um, just some things that would make it easy for a good playoff team to beat the Jazz even if the Jazz are the better team. Um, like last year, I still think the Jazz were a better team than the Clippers. 
obviously there was some injuries happened there. The Clippers had injuries of their own, but the Jazz had some weaknesses and the Clippers found those weaknesses and beat the Jazz using those. It's like it's like the dragon who has a scale missing. Um you can shoot an arrow right at the scale. The dragon is much more powerful than you and your bow and arrow, but if you hit it at the right, at the right weak point, then you win. Um, so I want them to kind of cover up, fill in those missing scales using that analogy. And some things that I've been noticing, if you've been if you've been listening to these to these post games that I've been doing, you know I talk a lot about number of field goals taken. Because so that's essentially number of possessions. Some possessions don't end that way, but possessions that don't end in the field goal are always a wasted possession. So number of field goals taken is a huge set that I follow. Turnovers is a huge set that I follow and points off of turnovers to kind of weight that properly. And offensive rebounds is a huge set that I follow. So let's take a look at how the Jazz did in those three categories. Um, the Jazz shot 89 shots and the Trailblazers shot 91 that's pretty good. That's pretty close to even, especially with how good the Jazz defense is. I expect that the Jazz are going to shoot a higher field goal percentage than their opponent. So I'm fine with with a little bit of a loss there, especially since they've been winning games where they shot 12 shots less than their opponent. So two is fine. I'm fine with that. Uh, jump over to offensive rebounds. The Jazz had eight offensive rebounds, which I'm fine with. I would like to see them get in double digits more often, but... That's pretty close. It's two rebounds off, and the Trailblazers had 12. Okay, great. It's close. Um, the real winner here, though, is turnovers. The Jazz have consistently been getting right around 15 turnovers a game, which I hate. I like to see 10 as the cap. I don't want to see more than 10 turnovers, and maybe that's me being really conservative with that number, but that's what I like to see. Like, if that's... If you're getting 15 extra, if you're getting 15 turnovers, that's 15 possessions that could have ended in a shot. If you're shooting 45%, that's a lot of points. Um, so obviously, keeping turnovers low is vital to winning basketball games. The Jazz turned the ball over five times this game, which is huge. I don't expect that trend to continue, but it shows that they can do it. And granted, like I said at the beginning, the Trailblazers aren't a great often I mean, they're a good offense they're not a great defense um so with that in mind like maybe the jazz were just it's like when a quarterback plays an awful secondary and he can throw any football he wants anywhere on the field and he knows it's not going to get intercepted so maybe it's something like that but the jazz forced nine turnovers which i would like to see more there but it's fine um and so seeing those numbers, they, they didn't really, it wasn't a huge win in any of them, but it was a lot closer to where they need to be. Uh, actually, it's it's exactly where they need to be. Um, if they can continue that trend, like where they're at with those three stats, I think teams will have a very, very tough time beating them in the playoffs. I don't think that's going to happen, but there's it's a sign that they did it, which means they can do it. Um, now the next step is doing it against an elite defense. So Transitioning over to individual players and how they've been performing. Uh, let me jump over to the box score to make sure I'm giving all my stats right. Um, first off, as a team, I mentioned this, but I've been seeing the Jazz perform a lot better as far as ball movement. Um, 
which is which has been scary for a uh, scary a little bit for a team who turns the ball over a lot. Uh, but I have been noticing they've been making some great plays. They've been drawing the defense out to the three point line, finding Rudy Gobert down low. They've been making the extra passes. We saw some really pretty plays. Um, if if you watched it and you saw the the game the play where Conley gets the ball, um, he he sees Gobert down low. Maybe doesn't see him soon enough. Finds the window, gets it down to Gobert, but he waited a little bit too long, so Gobert was guarded. Gobert kicks it out to the corner to Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay kicks it over to Mike Conley. Mike Conley drives in and throws an alley-oop to Gobert. And so it was a nice little, like, all the extra passes led to a really easy bucket. And that's what I like to see, obviously. That's the goal of every every possession. And the Jazz are looking for those passes that the defense is giving them. They're They're doing better at not forcing things. And they're doing better at finding those easy shots. Uh, they're not settling for okay three pointers. They're, they're going for good inside shots, and so from that play and focusing on that, that got Rudy Gobert twenty one points, and Rudy went out and got sixteen rebounds, uh, which is a huge performance. I that's that's a lot to do with what Rudy is doing. He's looking to cut to the rim. He's he's looking when the when the paint is wide open. He's trying to get down there, call for the ball. He's he's standing in the dunker spot, so he's available for alley oops. So he's he's not making his own points quite yet, but he his he's doing what he needs to do off ball to get those easy buckets, which is a big deal. And and if you watch like vintage Shaq when he was on the Lakers with Kobe, that was why Shaq was so good. Everyone likes to talk about how Shaq he was just so strong, no one could guard him. Um, his oh got to meet my computer maybe that came through on the mic um but a video started auto playing <laughs> um but jack like people talk about his his uh post moves how strong he was all that stuff if you go and watch like film of shack not just his highlights the beauty of shack was it like it wasn't his footwork when he got the ball it was he knew how to move and get to the spot where not only his teammate could get him the ball, but it would be such an easy bucket for him once he got the ball, and that's how he he got his. That's how he did so well in his prime. Um, he people started to figure it out a little bit when he got older, and he wasn't as dominant, but he was still really good, and he had a really long career. So, I'm not saying Rudy Gobert is anywhere near Shaq's level of offensive ability, but that was Shaq's biggest strength in my opinion on offense and Rudy Gobert is getting better at something like that and and you want to see your center do that um so that's a big deal I like seeing that from Rudy Gobert um he was nine for 11 from the field that's as efficient as I can hope for so I was really happy with that uh let's talk about Donovan Mitchell I have to talk about him every game but he put up 30 points and I want to see that kind of stuff from Donovan Mitchell more often Donovan Mitchell uh, and I'll ju- I'll give Jordan Clarkson this as well. Those are the two players I'm okay with them not being terribly efficient. Even though Donovan Mitchell was very efficient today, tonight he shot 12 for 20. Uh, Jordan Clarkson shot 7 for 15. So both of them had great shooting nights. Um, but I'm okay with both of them shooting closer to like the low 40s. Everyone else on the team shouldn't really be shooting that 
And if they if they are shooting that during a game, they shouldn't be shooting in volume, in my opinion. I think Donovan Mitchell is the kind of guy who he needs to put up enough shots to get 30 points every night. I think, um, and there there are some teams and, and some situations where you don't want your guy, because Donovan Mitchell is their main guy on offense. There are some situations where you don't want that to happen. From watching the Jazz and seeing how they work and seeing how they play when Donovan Mitchell puts up 30 points, I think Donovan Mitchell going for 30 every night puts the Jazz in the best position to win. And I'm okay with him shooting a little bit lower percentage-wise because if he's scoring in volume, the defense has to do so much to just pay attention to him. Like a couple years ago when he had that crazy run in the playoffs like in the Nuggets series, the Nuggets had to, all they were doing is trying to stop Donovan Mitchell. Unfortunately, the Jazz had some injuries and no one else could really get going. So the Jazz couldn't fully capitalize on that and win the series. But if that's how Donovan Mitchell's playing, it's going to open things up for everyone else. And it will allow everyone else to shoot those high 40s and, and into the 50s for the field goal percentage. So great stuff there. Um, Two more players. I talked about Jordan Clarkson. He's the same kind of thing, just off the bench, not quite to the same level. He shouldn't be going for 30. He should be going for 20 every night. Uh, But same exact stuff. He plays almost the same role as Donovan Mitchell, just less minutes and coming off the bench. Um, I wanted to uh, give some love to Rudy Gay. I think, so obviously he came out with his first game back and he killed it. He he made a splash. Um, Everyone was hoping to see that. And he he hasn't lived up to that hype, which I don't think anyone expected him to, and I'm fine with. But I think he's quietly been doing a lot for the Jazz since he came back. Obviously, the Jazz haven't been incredible since he came back. They've, they've lost some games that they should have won, um, which makes sense. They're trying to figure it out. But Rudy Gay, he came in 14 points, 5 rebounds in 22 minutes. He was not efficient at all. He was 4 for 12. Um which is okay. You're going to have games like that. I don't want to see, I want to see, he's one of those players. I want to see 45% or higher um, most every game, but you're going to have some off games. And when you have a good shot, you still need to shoot it, but him coming off the bench and like before it was kind of, we had scoring threats on the bench. We had defenders on the bench and we had a rebounders on the bench. And so like, you know, Whiteside could come in and get rebounds um, you know, players like Oni, when, when he was getting more minutes at times, he would come and play some great defense. Joe Ingles was, was a big defender for the jazz. Then you had guys like Clarkson who would come in and score. Um, Rudy Gay, he's, he's like the only guy on the bench that I trust to do everything pretty well. He's not the greatest defender, but he has the size that he can defend positions really like two through five, maybe three through five and five, five is a little bit of a stretch too. Um, But he has that size. He has the athleticism. It's not like he's elite, but he does a good job at it. Um, He has the shooting range and the size and to shoot threes. He has the size to uh, play in the mid range and get down low. And he's consistently grabbing five plus rebounds a night. Um, So he's, he's one of those guys who does a lot for us off the bench. Um, Honestly, I think he like, He's talented enough to start. He could start over Royce O'Neal, in my opinion. I know O'Neal is out, and Ingles has been getting those minutes. Um, 
but I, I think he could easily be, be playing those minutes for Ingles and, and be in the starting lineup. So I think he's done a huge job at, at doing what, what I think he was supposed to do. So I wanted to give him a shout out, even though he hasn't been as efficient or scoring as crazy as his, as his um, comeback game. I think he's been huge for the Jazz, even though tonight he was a little bit um, subpar with his shooting splits, um, at least. So that's kind of that's kind of what I'm seeing from this game. Not a lot to break down. Uh, the, the Jazz had a they, they kind of got off to a slow start. Um, they came back in the first quarter, had a two. They were down by two after they were down by eight earlier in like pretty early on in the quarter and then the Blazers were just kind of sticking around about 10 points behind for pretty much the rest of the game right until the end and the Jazz took off and took that 20 plus point lead so it was a great win Blazers are a talented team I'm uh, like next time we play I don't know if we'll be this dominant Damian Lillard could go off for 40 next time we play um but the Jazz did a great job at not getting, not letting any of their players who can go off, not letting them go off and be too crazy. Simons had a good game. I said Nurkic had a good game. McCollum um, did okay. He had 19. Um, I wouldn't call it going off at all. So the Jazz did a good job at limiting most of the players. And if if Simons is the guy that goes off on you, then I'm you. You can let someone like that come off the bench and. And score 24 on you and you can still feel confident winning the game. Because if he's the guy that they're relying on scoring, then I feel pretty confident. So great win for the Jazz. I think this was a really important win. Um, I think it was good to see the Jazz fix some weaknesses. Not seeing their fix, but they they proved that they can play to that capacity against a pretty good team. And the Blazers are they have a great shot at making making the playoffs this year. At least the plan. Um uh, by the end, like maybe they won't make it, but they should at least be one of those teams that is competing hard for a play-in game. If if they don't ever, if they don't turn it around yet this season, so I think big win for the Jazz. I think there's a lot to take take away from it, but maybe not as much to break down. So hope you enjoyed that. Let me know what your thoughts were of this game and, and kind of what what you're seeing from the Jazz this season so far. Um, I talk about what I see as the weaknesses of the Jazz that they need to fix. Maybe you're seeing stuff that I'm not talking about as much. Let me know in the comments. Um, if you're a jazz fan, follow us, subscribe wherever you're watching this. Like we're going to keep putting out jazz content, so you're gonna you're going to want to keep watching these. If you enjoy this this format of video, then you'll definitely want to keep watching these. Um, other than that, like yeah, let's keep the conversation going in the comments section. I love when that happens. So thanks for thanks for watching and go jazz.